sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. My name is Garrett Magby and today I am sitting here with the Director of People to People Ministries, Matt Bennett. Matt, how's it going? It's going good, Garrett. Um, looking forward to this podcast. We're looking forward to this podcast as well. I tell you what, it's a privilege to have you uh, on the show, and uh, lots going on these days. A lot, a lot around the world, and uh, uh, more particularly in, in your case, a lot with people to people. So, kind of give me uh, uh, just kind of a brief overview of some of the things that uh, people to people is working on currently, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I think, you know, many people are aware of what People to People is, but when they think of People to People, they think of our child sponsorship program, which has been going on for almost, well, over 40 years now, I guess. Right. Uh, we have children, 5,000 children in four, 54 countries, I believe it is now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what people think of when they think of People to People, but it's much more than that. It's um, uh, micro-businesses trying to alleviate poverty. It's... Uh, disaster relief, it's feeding programs, it's medical help for our pastors and children around the world, it's digging water wells. Uh, uh, we just took up an offering the other day and was able to dig 11 water wells in India. Wonderful. So uh, it's much it's, it's much more than just a child sponsorship program. Absolutely, and, th- and that's one thing that, uh, like you, the list that you just mentioned and, and, and others, there are so many different facets that People to People has a hand in trying to reach out across the globe. Uh, and, and like, for instance, micro-businesses. Um, one thing that uh, we were actually talking about the other day was, was micro-businesses and, and uh, the projects that go on there with greenhouses or with, with pig farms or things that help uh, build a community That's but right. also help support the ministry in that community. Um, what are some of the ways, because uh, people to people in all of these different areas deals a lot with um, uh, impoverished areas, That's right. underprivileged uh, the poor, that sort of thing. Um, let's talk about let's talk about specifically ways that um, people people is reaching out to the poor, and ways that we as a as a church body, as a community, as Christians, um, can help minister to the people who are in need in those ways. Yeah, I think in the past when we talk about humanitarian work, we we have thought of um, humanitarian work in the sense of uh, need based assessments, and so we go into countries and we uh, we see the need. Uh, we see the poverty, we see the dirty water, we see uh, the hunger, and we try to fix those problems. Uh, and, and that worked to, to a certain extent because it alleviated those problems temporarily. Right. Um, but what we saw was that it created dependency long term. And so people to people now is trying to step back and say, okay, how can we partner with the national works through a asset-based assessment? What do they bring to the table? What do we bring to the table? And how can we work together not to create dependencies, but to break those dependencies and create empowerment? And so uh, we're working uh, with our national works and and trying to help them to think differently and to say, okay, so what projects are you working on? Uh, What are the problems within your community? And how do you need help? And that's a different, you know, different approach than than the past. And so like for micro businesses, for example, uh, we go in and say, okay, uh, we've got this orphanage here. What do y'all? What are y'all doing uh, to provide for these kids? How can we invest, make an investment to help you to help yourself? 
And so we, we had this orphanage in Eldoret, Kenya, that had about 50 kids that needed, that needed help. Mm-hmm. We didn't have the funds to sponsor those kids at the time, so we, we asked that question, what can we do to help you provide for yourself? And they came up with a solution. There was a local pastor in the area that was doing greenhouses. And uh, over the last several years, he had uh, built greenhouses, had planted tomatoes, could plant tomatoes three crops a year, uh, and basically make about $1,500 uh, per year off of greenhouses. Or And so, uh, but they didn't have a greenhouse. And so yeah. we came up with the investment of uh, that greenhouse. And so they've been growing tomatoes and growing squash and collard greens and other things and selling them in the, the marketplace. So it provides food for the kids. It provides uh, resources when they sell that product out into the in the market, but also it, it provides a teaching opportunity for those right. kids in the orphanage. They can work in that greenhouse. They can learn about farming, a micro farming um, situation. Right. Um, and so when they become adults, they will have the tools necessary and the knowledge necessary to go out and, and do a micro business or micro farming um, project of their own. Wow. And, and, and through that process, it's also giving them um, uh, basically an investment in teaching them how to, one, have you know, a good work ethic, and two, what goes into you know, the care and the love that needs to go into producing something. Um, but, but on top of that, them being around the ministry the whole time, them being involved right. with people who are speaking life into their lives, speaking yeah. Christ's love into their love. I love that. That's a, a, a it's kind of a dual facet scenario there. Yeah, they they they're not only um, learning a skill, but they're also understanding that God wants to bless them, yeah. and that God is interested in them creating their own wealth. It, um, they don't need help from outside. Uh, God wants to help them help themselves. And so, um, and, and I think it, what's wonderful about it is that once the, the wheels start working in a project and they see that it works, they go beyond um, and, and work harder to try to do another project. For that greenhouse, for example, uh, they, they established the greenhouse uh, and then there was a grant somebody else was offering to start a germination center. They take seeds and they put it into a um, computerized lab type thing. Right, right. And instead of three weeks of to germinate a seed, um, they're able to germinate seed in like eight days. Oh, wow. And so they put the tomato seeds in there. They germinate it. They, little tomato plants come up. And then they sell those tomato plants um, out in the marketplace. So yeah. not only are they providing... Pen- um, tomato plants for themselves, but they're pr- providing it just like you would go to a Home Depot or yeah. Lowe's and buy tomato plants at the beginning of the, of the growing season. They're selling that to the public now. Uh, they're doing that with uh, um, uh, shrubs, and they have a nursery now. Oh, wow. And so, you know, once it, it gets into their system and, and they understand that, hey, this will work. I can make money. I can create my own wealth. I can be blessed of God, just like an American can be blessed. Um, God can do extraordinary things yeah. among the poor. 
Absolutely. Well, and it, it's kind of lighting that that uh, that flame of ingenuity, of, of capitalism, of, of advancement, that sort of thing. That's right. Giving them exposure to that first step and then understanding what God has for them. You know, uh, I love that. Now, let me ask you this. As a community here, you know, at stateside, when, when we're in the United States and we look out and let's say that, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't ever been on a missions trip overseas or um, been in the field in these ways to see uh, these different types of communities. Um, what are some of the things that are a huge need in a way that people can help here to help support? I know obviously through people to people, but more um, specifically help support these micro businesses or if they want to get involved with uh, you know orphanage, orphanages and, and child sponsorship, that sort of thing. Tell me a little bit more about that. You know, a lot of times when people think of missions and how to get involved in missions it's either usually giving and an offering uh, through finances or it's going and um, on a mission strip and maybe painting a wall or putting a roof on a building Um, and missions is changing so much especially in these micro businesses aspects about empowerment Um, empowerment opens up so many different opportunities Um, if you are a businessman uh, we would love for you to come and teach a business class in one of our Bible schools because pastors and leaders around the world need business skills, Yeah. right? Yeah. And, um, uh, for example, last year, uh, my brother-in-law, Owen Thomason, who is uh, about to begin the ag department at Emmanuel College oh, in, in Georgia, yeah. uh, he's been he's an he's a ag specialist, has been working as a teacher for over 30 years now, He's just retired, and he's going to be beginning a new program at Emmanuel. Uh, but before he even knew that, he had an interest in uh, agriculture, and he talked to me. He says, how can I help? How can I be a, a, a positive influence? How can I make an investment on the field? So I took him to Kenya and uh, went around and showed him the greenhouses and the fish farms and the uh, poultry farms that we've started. And immediately, hit, the wheel started turning in his head, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was able to, to give some valuable input into the filtration system in the fish pond. And he was talking to them about disease in the tomato, uh, in, in, at the tomato farm. Right. Uh, right. He was talking about uh, fertilizing and uh, fertilizing the soil and the different components that make, uh, make the soil healthy. Yeah. And so we actually did a seminar, a three-day seminar in Eldoret, Kenya, on agriculture and it was the first time they had ever done something like that and they had 50 people to show up Wow um, to a first uh, meeting a first time meeting first time meeting on agriculture uh, and 50 people showed up from all spectrums of life I mean you had people that worked for other nonprofit organizations there were pastors in our local churches they were business people they were just farmers that showed up because they wow. wanted to know how can we do this better yeah. Um, and so uh, if you're sitting there and you're saying, how can I get involved in missions? Don't think of the traditional way of just um, doing what everybody else has always done. Think about what what is my skill set? What has God blessed me with? What is my gifts and my talents? And how can I use that on the field? Um, whatever your skill is, I believe that God has a place for you. That's wonderful. And, and it really is uh, kind of an eye-opening thing for I'm sure a lot of people to think about the fact that hey God has given you or imparted wisdom and knowledge in you through different life experiences that each individual person has had uh, that they can use to bless others not just 
have received that blessing on themselves, but like like you were talking about, his skill set and all that, as soon as he got there. That's right. He, I mean, he already loved that stuff. He was been involved in that stuff for so long, and now it's like, hey, I can see this huge this huge need. And you got 50 people affected in the very first meeting. So that's right. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, Matt, we're running out of time, but let me uh, leave you with the final words for our listeners on, um, on uh, not only missions, but uh, any final thoughts you have on just the best way that we can reach out and help these um, uh, communities that are either impoverished or, or uh, the poor, even in our local towns, anything like that. Right. Uh, you know, I, when I look at missions today and, I, and when I look at the world today, I see a lot of complex issues out there, a lot of challenges and obstacles that we have to overcome. And if we're going to take the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, not only pass it to the next generation, but go to those areas that have never uh, experienced um, the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached to them, then we've got to think outside the box. And we've got to um, uh, break down this mindset of colonialism and begin to think from an empowerment standpoint. Um, They are leaders um, throughout our world, the global south and the global east, that are ready to take up the call to go to the unreached and the unengaged. And we have to pour what God's already poured into us. We may never go to Uzbekistan. We may never go to Liberia or uh, or Morocco uh, to those Muslim countries. But we can pour into the life of um, an African or a a Korean or or Chinese even. Uh, We can pour into them and give them the skill set and the giftings and, and empower them to go and do what God's called them to do. And that's how we're going to reach the world. Um, when we understand at this time of, of history, God has called the American church to be a church to empower the yes. world. Absolutely. And to find out more information about People to People Ministries and the work that, uh, that you all are doing specifically, and, uh, and also get involved, uh, ptpministries.com is that's the website. Correct. And also you all are on Facebook and Twitter Twitter and Instagram. Instagram. Matt, thank you so much for being on the program today. And uh, hopefully we will have a chance to talk to you again in the future. Thank you, Garrett. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.